Hello and welcome to the Post Up Podcast. This is Cyrus Rogers. I'm here with my partner in crime, Kaunda. Chama, Kaunda, how you doing? I'm great, Sai. How you doing, man? Man, I am living it up. The NBA season starts really soon, and this is really what it's all about. We've been waiting for this for so long. Um, it almost feels like yesterday when the Milwaukee Bucks lifted the Larry O'Brien trophy, but here we are a couple of months later and uh, ready to get it all rolling again. And there's a lot to talk about, Kounder. I mean, um, how are you feeling about the, the way the season starts is just literally a couple of, uh, uh, not, not even like a week away or months away, it's like days away. Cyrus, uh, I'm actually quite excited because I've had a chance to watch a couple of, uh, well, not a couple, but a good number of preseason games. And from where I'm seated, Cyrus, I'm quite excited. I've seen some combos that I think are going to bring some exciting, um, you know, some exciting games. Uh, I'm sure we're going to get into those a little bit later, but, you know, I, I got to give a shout out to 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 the combo at the Bulls at the moment. I, I'm finding them quite exciting, especially because they're they're a new combo, and I've never seen those three guys play together in the in the backcourt. And I'm thinking, wow, I'm I'm really liking what's happening in Chicago right now. No, I mean, in, as as our Bulls fans, it's been a long time since there's been a lot of optimism in Chicago, and uh, they've got a, a good uh, team out there. I think it's going to be a really interesting season. So, I think on this, let's let's go through what we're going to talk about today, and uh, really. It is building up to the NBA season. We're sort of like a, a week away, pretty much. Season starts early hours of uh, Wednesday morning for us here in Africa. So it's officially Tuesday, the 19th of October in the States, which means it's about Wednesday, the 20th. Um, and we've got two really amazing games to start off the season because you've got the Brooklyn Nets taking on the Milwaukee Bucks and the Golden State Warriors facing the Los Angeles Lakers. And a couple of months back, those would have been like, I mean, the Nets-Bucks game, I mean, it's fantastic as it is, but the, the Warriors-Lakers game might not have been as exciting. Though, um, look, there's still no clay. But before we go into those matchups specifically, I think the season start is going to be interesting. Who are your early favorites in terms of Eastern Conference and Western Conference? I know we've spoken about this on previous podcasts, but let's just just go through the motions a little bit here. So who are your early favorites um, in the East and in the West? Look, Sarah, besides what's happening uh, at the Barclays uh, Center, uh, the, the Brooklyn Nets still remain my favorites. Uh, I, I still like the look of them, like I said. As long as Kevin Durant stays in the mix, you, you can put him uh, alongside James Harden or Kyrie Irving. That, that's still a dangerous squad looking at the pieces around them. I, I think that squad is beautifully deep, Cyrus. The fact that they've, they've got a backup point guard in Paddy Mills who who is a vet. Mm. Uh, he's played under Greg Popovich. He knows exactly, you know, how to work with the systems like such as the one that they're using in Brooklyn. You saw what he did for Australia in the in the in the, in the, yeah. in the Olympics. Yeah, he's a great pickup for them. I like the fact that they've got uh, Blake Griffin back, Lamarcus Aldridge having like what you'd call a second wind in the league. Uh, I mean, Joe Harris is back. They've got such mm -hmm. great pieces there. Uh, you can't discount the Milwaukee Bucks. They've kept the core more or less the same. They've added a few, um, you know, pieces uh, just to to, to complement uh, what they had from last season and the pieces they might yeah. have lost. Uh, and I think that's a team we can't overlook. Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks, Cyrus, they did so well last season. I, I can't I can't discount them this time around. That's a, that's, that's a great squad. And uh, I think in the East, yeah, that those are my top three. If you were to ask me, 
at the moment from what I've seen East Eastern Conference wise. I, I go Nets, Bucks, Hawks. Okay. Okay. I mean and and in the West? In the West it wouldn't be right if I didn't mention King James and the Los Angeles Lakers. Those are my peoples. I love my people. It is true. This then, is for your uh, peoples. Look, Cyrus, you, you've seen the preseason games. They've gone all preseason without uh, a victory as we are speaking right now. I think they're, they're, they're 0-5, right? Which is not a good look. Uh, and never a good look to be losing all, all your games in preseason, but it is preseason. It is preseason, but still, you know, you, you got to try and flex a bit of muscle to show the youngins what you're bringing, especially if you are a whole big group of vets that's trying to prove that AJ nothing but a number. But mm -hmm. look, Cyrus, even when I, when I when I saw the big three at least, which is uh, Laker wise, is LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook. Hey, our boy Russell needs to work on those turnovers because sometimes he might joke about them. But to us diehard fans, those are not what we like to see at the purple and gold. That is not um, showtime. That, that's what you paid for. Um, okay, so the Lakers <laughs> and then who else? The Lakers, uh, I'm a big fan of the Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets, uh, I think I can't uh, overlook Nikola Jokic. I know we don't know exactly when Jamal Murray will be back in full action, but still the Denver Nuggets, mm -hmm. to me, are a great team. And uh, the Phoenix Suns, I, I cannot discount the, 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 the hardcore doggedness that they adopted last season, and I think even the season before. But I think last season, taking it all the way to the wire and being in, um, winning it all in the West and taking on the current champions who are the Milwaukee Bucks and then keeping that mm -hmm. squad more or less the same again. And I think, uh, did they add one uh, JaVel McGee? Who's McGee is there and Landry Shamet. And Landry Shamet. Landry Shamet, still young. JaVel McGee getting on in age, but not, not an old guy. But he still gets yeah. up there, and I think he's a great rim protector for them. Uh, I don't know why the Lakers didn't pick him up again to go with uh, Dwight Howard. I mean, that was a combo that helped them win the 2020 uh, uh, bubble championship. But anyway, I guess they had their reasons. But I think he's a great pickup, and I think he'll do well. And I wouldn't be fair if I didn't mention the retainer Clay Thompson to the Golden State Warriors, where he joins his Splash Brothers. Cyrus, the Splash Brothers are back. Uh -huh. You must be in your element. I got to give a, an honorable Whoa. mention to the Golden State Warriors. They should not be underestimated. They've got Iggy back. Iggy doesn't play. He might look a little old, but he's, he's young in there. He's got that young heart. <laughs> I can see a showing. I've been watching him in the preseason. But I've seen him in the preseason. Uh, Cyrus, he's still looking loose. He's looking good. And, and they've got uh, naughty Draymond Green, as I call him these days. He, he He's all right. And, <laughs> and, and I think they've, they've got some good young pieces there. Even, you know, uh, uh, I forget his name again. Um, Jonathan uh, Kaminga, Jordan year. Poole. No, no, no. He came oh, from Minnesota. Oh, Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins. Andrew, Andrew Wiggins. Wiggins. He's... He, he, he could be in for a good season. I think there are a lot of players out there, Cyrus, and we might touch on this, who are due for a breakout season. Like, if I may go back to Denver Nuggets, I think one Michael Porter Jr. is due for a breakout yeah. season. I, I think Andrew Wiggins could be due for a breakout season where he's like, look, I'm playing alongside Steph and, and Clay, and they put me at the three. Maybe this is time for me to shine. 
Kyle Kuzma in Washington might surprise us. He's due for a breakout season. Let's because let's let's not even go. Let's not even go too far because no. I'm going to ask you about right. some of that stuff. Um, right. I think cool, one of those cool, things cool, is we got to look at some of those players. And um, mm-hmm. like Kuzma is an interesting one for, because I, I want to talk about that too. Um, but I, I I like your picks. Um, I do agree on your favorites in the East. I think pretty much wholeheartedly. I don't know about the uh, Atlanta Hawks as being one of my favorites. I might put um, the set to shock everybody Boston Celtics in there. Um, but at the same time, who knows what will happen with Ben Simmons? Maybe the 76ers get better um, and, and they do something crazy. But then um, that needs a whole lot of remo- um, maneuvering from players um, moving to different spots, GMs doing work they haven't shown the capacity to do so far. So there's a lot that needs to happen in Philly in order for me to to say yes, they're one of the favorites. But um, you have to, you can't discount them when you've got a Joel Embiid who can go full beast mode and really just tear down defenses. Um, in the Western Conference, um, interestingly for me, um, I liked your pick of the, the. I mean, I think the Lakers are the presumptive favorites because of the squad that they have, even if that squad doesn't know how to win a preseason game. But um, I, I do think that there's a lot to like about what um, they're doing in, in that part of L.A. Um, and then mm-hmm. looking at the Denver Nuggets, I, I'm a big fan of what they've got there. I think that it will take them a while to to really get going again. And they are going to miss Jamal Murray for as long as he's out still. Um, but perhaps this is where we see Will the Thrill Barton finally put uh, you know our minds to, to ease as to where the heck the nickname The Thrill came from. Because right now, we're still undecided as to how that happened. Um and I, I, I'm not going to look past the Utah Jazz. You know, they've, they've done a lot of good things in Utah in recent years. Um, and everybody maligns them for being, yes, they can stop the standings. And yes, they can get to the postseason. But when it comes down to the crunch in the playoffs, those guys crumble like a house of cards. Um, and all of that is true. But all of that was true for the Milwaukee Bucks. And now we're talking about them as champions. So there's an opportunity for for Utah to to try and take another step in the right direction. And who knows what they could do um, to try and change things um, as we get closer to things like the trade deadline. And maybe Mike Conley has a rejuvenation that, you know, uh, the likes of Chris Paul did. It's highly unlikely, but it's possible. So I think the Utah Jazz Cyrus, are one of those teams I just that, uh, know. that could do something. I, I just want to know. Yes. I just want to know. Sorry to jump into your speech. How much is Quinn Snyder paying you to say that stuff? Doesn't have to pay me anything. I'm a believer in effort. <laughs> and um, if anything, the Utah Jazz have been putting in effort for a few years now, okay? Um, yes, sir. I know you're not a believer. I know you're not so, a believer. So... But... Are they, are they Utah but maybe Jazz? maybe they use maybe they use Zaire Wade, you know. I mean, you're laughing. He's there at, at, at their G League team. Big shout out, yeah. Big uh, shout out to Zaire Wade. <laughs> I'm sure he's an inspiration to young Bronny. But Cyrus, <laughs> I, I think the Utah Jazz, uh, the Connecticut son of the NBA. But let's move on. Look, there have been, we've said this before, you know, teams that have showed a lot of promise, won the regular season, and then uh, things fell apart in the postseason. All of that is true, and all of that could still be true again this coming season. But I do think that sometimes um, you try something twice to see if the first time was, you know, an aberration or not. And I think Quinn Schneider is a good enough coach to say, okay, 
let's give ourselves a couple more options when it comes to what we do late in games. And that's why the signing of like somebody like Rudy Gay um, and Eric mm-hmm. Pascal could be really integral to what they do late on. Because as we've seen, um, Rudy Gobert, the multiple Defensive Player of the Year award winner, has been found to be a complete liability with his with his team when uh, when it comes down to the crunch in the playoffs and having different weapons on offer um maybe you play a, a smaller ball lineup could give them something that they didn't have before so i'm not going to discount them i'm not going to count them out because teams that shoot the ball well in the regular season and do so season after season are teams that you just can't look past and obviously i agree with you with the warriors i think that the warriors are a team that you have to watch um they really are going to be um really fun at and could be for loads of different reasons haters are going to be like yeah look at these fools trying to run it back to 2015 and then 2017 and 2018 but without kd and then there'll be others who really like what they're seeing from the youngsters i think there's there's something potentially magical happening in golden state you know there's like uh, the old god the superstars trying to welcome in some some youngsters who could be the next superstars of tomorrow so you know you can't discount the warriors um but counter we've talked about our presumptive favorites we've got to talk Mm -hmm. about some of the the big stories around what's happening in the league that will actually shape what happens going forward and perhaps there is no story bigger than kyrie irving and the brooklyn nets right now and I think, I mean, so Kyrie comes out, he says what he says on IG Live, um, on Instagram Live, um, and everybody's still like, okay, Kyrie, so you've made your point as to why you're not going to do it. So you're saying you're, you're not anti-vax, but you're not going to take the vaccine out of principle. And that's okay, because you're not going to retire, but your team's not going to play you unless you vaccinate. So this is just basically round around the mulberry bush. What is your take on on what Kyrie said and where this could potentially go? Look, Cyrus, I, I think I, th- I think Kyrie's a grown man, and, and 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 I think he fully understands that he's not bigger than the league, and uh, mm-hmm. he 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 fully understands by this time what are the consequences of his actions. You know what the consequences of his actions will be, and 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 if he doesn't want to be uh, vaccinated. I mean, uh, I, I was shocked to, to to meet somebody today who's not vaccinated uh, in the midst of all that has happened. And uh, look, I'm, I'm going to choose to respect his decision as long as he mm-hmm. respects the consequences because there are no yeah. sacred cows in this world. So if you're going to say you're going to be a certain way and you're going to insist that, that, that people respect your decision, then you're also going to respect the rule of law. Cyrus, there's certain places where if you go somewhere where you're supposed to be vaccinated and you know you're not vaccinated, you could actually be fined or serve jail time, right? So Cyrus, yep, that is the rule of law, the consequences. Being that you know that stealing is a crime. So if you steal, knowing very well that stealing is a crime, you're going to go to jail. Now, I'm saying this because Kyrie knows that there will be repercussions to him not getting vaccinated. He won't be able to play certain games. And the, at the at this time, the way things are looking, if he doesn't get vaccinated this season, he's not going to play the whole season. And yep. he has to understand that those are the consequences and he can't go somewhere and start complaining or crying and try to be treated like, like he's a sacred cow because he's one of the best players that we have in the league at the moment. No, he mm-hmm. knows what the reper- repercussions are, and he's decided he's not going to get vaccinated. I'm going to respect that, Cyrus. 
I can't force you to wear a seatbelt. Because if you don't want to wear a seatbelt and you get involved in an mm -hmm. accident, don't expect people to either have oh. pity on you or, or, or to, to, to feel sorry for you or whatever. Because you chose to drive that car without a seatbelt, knowing very well that it's written, if you drive a car without a seatbelt and you get involved in a collision, your chances of getting injured or even dying are increased by a factor of 10, yeah. 15, 20 or 100. Cyrus, I, I'm looking at it from that perspective. If you want to be a total yeah. G and ride without a seatbelt, face those consequences. And that's exactly what Kyrie Irving is doing and, in this situation. He knows. Yeah. He knows what's going to happen and he's deciding to do what he's doing. So I respect him, Cyrus. I've, I've got no time personally to be begging people to protect themselves. It, it makes no sense. Yeah. Cyrus, we've seen enough people die. People who are famous people, people who are just ordinary run-of-the-mill people like yourselves and I, you and my, my, myself, yeah. Cyrus. This thing has no, you know, age. Obviously, the younger people are a little bit stronger with their immune systems. But Cyrus, it it, it sees no race, creed, color, or financial it's standing. It's a killer. COVID just and and it's it doesn't killer. discriminate it in all that directions. Way. If some people and, are yeah. uncertain, unsure, and comfortable, I respect Harry for what he's doing, and respect meaning I, I will respect. I will leave him be in his space. I won't enter his space and try to 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 like change change his mind or whatever. But he also must understand that he, there are going to be consequences. If this means it's the end of his NBA career because the NBA moving forward insists that you must have a vaccination certificate, then that's on him, Cyrus. Yeah. And, and Kaunda, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I think that the point you're making here is, uh, I think what they've done, especially at the NBA, and, and, and this is, we, we forget sometimes this is an employer-employee relationship with Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets. It's not like some friendship thing or a party that you're not invited to or anything like that. If your employer has said to you that we want you to be vaccinated in order to work at our workplace because we're trying to look after all of the other employees that are around you, then you either, uh, you know, work with that code of conduct because that's what it is, or you look for a new job. And I think this is potentially where it is a put up or shut up scenario. And I think what happens for the Nets going forward might be uh, they look at this in terms of what is best for us as a playing staff. Um, Kevin Durant, James Harden, all of these guys were would be spoken to, consulted and told about what the organization is going to do going forward with regards to letting people come and go without vaccines. And they also said you're either all in or you're out. And Kyrie has basically said, mm -hmm. right now, I'm out. So they're like, well, then that means we carry on with the guys that we have. And everybody respects that decision. Yep. Primarily to say, you are an individual. We're not going to try and, and, and force you to do whatever you don't want to do. Just remember, you get paid big money to be on this stage by us. If you're not going to be on this stage, don't expect the big money from us or any leniency. And that's really how this relationship has gone. So we'll we'll leave that that conversation where it is, which then brings us to the Ben Simmons, um, which is a, a, another one that is absolutely incredible because it has major repercussions for what happens in the league going forwards this season. And I think we're all tired of talking about Ben Simmons. It's like, oh, Ben won't come back. Oh, where are we going to trade him to? Now then he suddenly come back out of nowhere and people are like, oh, you're back in the building? And he's like, yeah, it's like I never left. Well, I kind of left because I sold my, my stuff from my apartment and I'm trying to sell my Apartment, but I'm still here till uh, you tell me I can't be here. So Ben Simmons is also in his own whirlwind of his own making. 
Um, but I do think that Ben Simmons could potentially be one of the pieces that really affects what happens to the entire league going forwards, as is Kyrie Irving. Because mm -hmm. if Kyrie does not play this season for the Nets, perhaps they are not necessarily one of the favorites to take the NBA title. I still think if you've got James Harden and Kevin Durant, you're not going to write them off. But if you have a big two versus a big three, a big three kind of helps you a little bit more. Um, ben Simmons, depending on where he goes, could also affect what happens in the NBA. So let's say, for instance, um, Portland and Philly put a deal together. And finally, we know that Ben mm -hmm. Simmons is going to be playing with um, Damian Lillard and you've got that team in, in Portland. That makes the Trailblazers a whole lot different. It makes them potentially a better team in the West. And let's say you've got CJ playing in Philly. We don't know how that will work out. So, you know, that then means that the, the power bases are, are shifting a little bit on either continent or continent on, on either coast in, in the US. Um, do you think that the Simmons deal mm -hmm. is as seismic as, as a Kyrie not playing? Uh, Ben Simmons, Cyrus, I, 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 I don't think, uh, Ben Simmons, uh, has a, as big an impact as Kyrie Irving. First of all, Ben Simmons, number one pick, uh, went to the Philadelphia 76ers and somehow due to his struggles with like the, the, the mid-range jump shot and even the three and his indecisiveness and seemingly panicked demeanor in crunch uh, situations where he's expected to do something as simple as a layup or a mid-range shot and he uh, in a very open situation sometimes and and and, and it defaults to passing the ball to a to, to a lesser percentage shot has put him under scrutiny literally cyrus he got a life-size magnifying glass put over him over the past couple of seasons especially the season that just ended and and you know it, it's never comfortable when you're in a position where people start assuming that you're a bust even when he's not a bust i mean cyrus you you and i know basketball we've but, been watching it for long enough to know that ben simmons is not but, a bust. But, hey, but yes but but that's the point, though. And and I think, th although we understand the history, right, what Ben Simmons mm -hmm. did and didn't do in the playoffs, he is still mm -hmm. the player that came second in the Defensive Player of the Year awards voting last season and has a really good record. His regular season numbers are pretty good. Um, and if he goes to a team with a shooter like like Damian, uh, Damian Lillard, which is somebody uh, the likes of which he's never really played with, that can change yeah. the entire landscape because it's not just Ben Simmons didn't take this shot. It's that, oh, Dame Lillard is the one who's supposed to take that shot. So I think that's, that, that changes this co things completely. And, and I don't know if we're then talking about Ben Simmons doesn't take jumpers if somebody else is taking them. Maybe, Cyrus, but, but then again, wasn't he on a squad playing with Seth Curry? Uh, who 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 who's a decent Look, shooter? You do have. I know you do, Seth Curry but, but is you not generally Damian Lillard. Got your... Seth Seth Curry is not Damian Lillard, but but you understand. No, he's not. 
But but this is the thing, in the sense that you've still got somebody like Joel Embiid who's clogging up the paint when Ben Simmons is there. And mm-hmm. Joel's game yeah. didn't necessarily translate to 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 a seamless um, attacking experience with Ben there because he's more running at the basket and trying to trying to get the ball to the hole. And when he's doing that and, and Joel is standing there, then you're like, okay, maybe that doesn't work well. And then you're then pushing Joel to the perimeter and that's not necessarily something you want all the time either. But if you put Ben with the likes of Damian Lillard, that means that you've got defense from Ben's side who can really lock down pretty much every player on that court. And Dame who could basically kill anybody on that court with his jumper or his drive to the hoop. So, you know, I think that kind of combination could be really worthwhile. But we don't know what will happen with Simmons. So do you think, so are you saying that you don't think a Simmons trade will be as as seismic as Kyrie not playing? Yeah, Cyrus, you know, with the Simmons trade, and I'm now looking at it as if it's a when and not an if, because I I think to a certain extent that the relationship between Ben Simmons and the Philadelphia fan base, including one uh, Joel Embiid who's spoken out quite strongly about Ben Simmons' shortcomings, I I don't think that relationship will, will ever be... Um, you know, hundred no, percent. I think I, I think it's done. They just needed to try and find the. Apparently, allegedly, uh, from what I read on social media, I think it's from a publication called Bleacher Report. Uh, a meeting yeah. between Ben Simmons, Rich Paul, and Glenn Doc uh, Rivers was quite heated um, when 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 he decided that. Him and Rich Paul were going to go and see Doc Rivers and talk about Ben returning to the squad. Uh, Glenn Rivers did not mince words and said, dude, it's part of your contract. What do you mean you're ready to come back? It's in your contract to do what you're supposed to have been doing in the past couple of weeks. Like, and Well done for realizing what a contract yeah. means. What, what, do you, what do you mean you're coming back? It's in your contract. You should have been back. You know, I, apparently, Cyrus, things got quite heated between Rich Paul uh, and Ben Simmons and, and Doc Rivers. So uh, I think that relationship, Cyrus, to me, it's done. You know, it's kind of like uh, sometimes when you fight with the landlord and the other yeah. tenants. In, 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 if you're if you if you're staying in a in a in a, in, a, in a gated area or in a, in, a, in some sort of a state, so you fight with the da- landlord and all your neighbors and tell them they're not even worth you know entertaining as visitors or if they want to calm you down. And then <laughs> one day you want to host a barbecue or a braai for those that call it that, and, and you expect everybody to come to the barbecue and treat you like nothing ever happened. No, Cyrus, yeah. I'm sure the fan base is going to boo Ben Simmons and. It's just going to become an uncomfortable situation. They've been doing it bef- before he's even hit the floor. There's there's a chant that they've been saying in Philly at different sports events that I will not repeat because oh, there might yes. be kids listening to this. But it starts with F and ends with Ben Simmons. So, <laughs> you know, this, this, it's it's not going to be easy for the, for him to try and just re, um, reintroduce himself in Philly. But I think the other thing about it is he has to play for the team. It's part of his contract. He's decided that a million bucks was enough to give up and he's ready to get back to work and you know that is what it is so they will try and find a deal that works for them as the 76ers and as things go um, as the season progresses if if he does play for the team and the fans get on him um they'll still try to find a deal um one of my favorite deals that could potentially happen is maybe darren fox finding his way to philadelphia something about that kid really like how he plays um 
let's let's go into the, the twilight of the podcast because I think this is going to be one of the, the bigger ones for us. And I want to talk mm-hmm. about players to look out for this season. Who do you have your mm-hmm. eye on? Obviously, you've got your superstars. Give me five names of players that you've been sort of, you're, you're keen to see how they, they come along and, and what you think we might get from them this season. Well, Cyrus, firstly, I, I think uh, Michael, Michael Porter Jr. for me at the Denver Nuggets mm. has been due uh, a, a, a great season. I, I think he, 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 he's, he, he's at that stage where, you know, he, he should really, really come and, and live up to the expectations that, 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 that we've been looking forward to. I think Michael Porter Jr. is one for me. Um, uh Secondly, uh, I would say uh, this is funny because he he came from the Lakers. Uh, Kyle Kuzma, I think there, there's no mm. bright lights on him no no more. He's 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 not at uh, at the Lakers. He's not at Showtime. So he's got the opportunity to, there in Washington uh, to do something at the Wizards. Although some fans think he's too flashy and too this and that, but let's give him a chance to really prove that you know he 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 can do something. He, he, uh, he's as good as he thinks he is. Yeah, well, I, I don't know how good he thinks he is, but let him be humble. And... <laughs> he's, he's 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 named himself amongst one of the greats in his class. So let's see, let's see, who else let, you got? Let's see. Uh, I think uh, I've got Lonzo Ball. Uh, I'm I'm really mm. excited to see what's going to happen to Lonzo Ball at the Bulls because he he's playing alongside uh, a vet in Demar Derozan and and a high flyer in Zach Levine two-time slam dunk champion so i, I think I, I think i'm very excited to see what's going to happen to Lonzo Ball yeah okay yeah you got two uh, more you got two more I, 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 i've got two more uh uh andrew wiggins i, I think andrew wiggins okay. also Due, due to do something, due to do something. I think I mentioned him earlier. He, he, he's due you to did. do something, and uh, I think this this could be a, 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 a breakout season for him if he connects well with the Splash Brothers. Now, here's one that comes straight out of left field, and it's also got a Laker um, uh, relation. Due to yeah. the fact that everything. Made this guy look terrible. Uh, <laughs> what an introduction! I, I, I think he's due for uh, a great, great, great season. One Gambian German guard, Dennis Schroeder, at the mm. Boston Celtics. I think he's gonna get uh, a leading point guard role there, and 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 I think he's gonna be able to do some of the things he was unable to do at the Lakers, and I think. Just to prove to people that he could have walked away from that contract because he felt he was worth more and he is worth more because of what he's going to do this coming season. I, okay. I, I, I got enough respect for one Dennis Schroeder. So that's my fifth. Now, I, I love it. I love it, Kaunda. And, um, you know, one of the key things for me in all of this is it's players you want to see that you're keeping an eye on. Not necessarily guys who are all going to win the MVP, um, but people that you're, you're really keen to see how they do. And and I like those picks. Um, I've got I've got a couple that are, are also sort of uh, left field-ish, but I think that they're definitely worthwhile. Um, and so I'll start with Jason Tatum. I think Jason Tatum is going to be on an absolute tear this season. I think him and the Boston Celtics will finally find their feet. 
and and really get into the swing of things. You know, you've got Brad Stevens moving away from the court and into the front office. Um, you've got mm-hmm. Ime Udoko, who's the new coach of the Celtics. And I think that he might give Jason Tatum free reign to do what, what he needs to do to become one of the best players in the league. He's definitely worked on his body. He's looking good. He's looking strong. And just the, the rest of the Celtics need to, to, to come up around him. So to go with your pick of Dennis Schroeder, who I'm also kind of looking at as well, um, I think that the Celtics could be a really interesting team. Um, going forwards. Now, I've got a couple of names here and, you know, primarily, we shouldn't necessarily be be talking about rookies when we're talking about players to watch. But I've got a couple of rookies who I really want to see how they do this season. And one mm-hmm. in particular is Scotty Barnes at the Toronto Raptors. I, I He's my early, early, we haven't seen anything from him yet, pick for potential rookie of the year. There's something that this kid has that the Raptors have just fallen in love with and the Raptors are a team that develop players well. You look at the likes of Pascal Siakam, um, the likes of um, uh, Fred Van Fleet and you, you, you see this this organization, OG Ananobi, and you see this organization as, as an organization where they say, we develop basketball players. We love great human beings we just want to make you the best player you can be. And I think that Scotty Barnes could be one of those guys to watch out for. Um, so those are those are two picks so far. Here's another one from left field. From uh-huh. the Milwaukee Bucks. Hailing from Nigeria. <laughs> but not but not Yana Setentakumpo. Jordan Nwora, I think, is going to be one of the most important players for the Bucks this coming season. Um, it's his sophomore season with the Bucks. He's played at the Olympics with the Nigerian national team, and they didn't do as well as they'd hoped, but he's going mm-hmm. to be a central figure in African basketball for years and years and years to come. And not only because his dad has been coaching the Nigerian national team, but because he's got a lot of skill. He's got good size, um, and I like the look of him. I think he'll, he'll give us a lot of bench production um, at the Bucks going uh, going forward this season. So I think Jordan Wara is one player that I've got to keep my eyes on and see what he does. So that's three players so far. Mm-hmm. I'm also going with one of your picks, your number one pick in terms of players to watch, and that's Michael Porter Jr. I have a lot of faith in the Denver Nuggets, and I keep thinking this could be the, a, another year for MPJ to take that leap forward that we expect him to take because he's got the potential to be an all-star. And he just needs to work on uh, you know more aspects to his game. Um, he's, he's started to put up a lot of three-point shots, but we need to see him start attacking the basket, really going at guys, trying to get those buckets that, that you know, the, the effort plays. We want to see more of that. And he's also got to improve on the defensive end because he's an absolute liability sometimes. Like, he looks like <laughs> the wind could blow him over on defense. You just don't know what's going to happen. So Michael Porter Jr. is really one who's got a lot of, um, a lot of promise, a lot of talent, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what he does. Um, so my last player mm-hmm. I'm going to keep an eye on. It's a tough one because I've got two players in mind. One, I think the whole world is going to be watching. And, um, well, the other one, not necessarily the whole world will be watching, but um, certainly fans of this team will be watching. So I'll just go with the guy that everybody's going to be watching, Luka Doncic mainly because we haven't spoken about him. But I do think this could be the season um, that Luca just does something absolutely spectacular in Dallas. And we, we anoint him 
um, as as the next chosen one, the next big one. We've been speaking about him for years. I remember when he was coming into the league and people were saying, there's no ways this kid is going to be the number one draft pick. And he wasn't, but he really should have been. Doncic could go up another level this season. And that is one of the scariest things to think because he's managed to get this Dallas Mavericks team into positions they really shouldn't be in. They're just not that great a squad. Um, the roster's okay, but it's not that fantastic. And Doncic, through force of will, skill, and just sheer heart and determination, has pulled the city of Dallas into a more positive space. Um, they've got a new coach in Jason Kidd. Perhaps he could give um, a new lease of, uh, on life to Kristaps uh, Porzingis. But Doncic is central to anything that happens with Dallas. And, dare I say, it could be... Um, Doncic could be the reason why the Mavericks don't finish the season in fifth place like they did last season, but could be in the top three in the West. So those are my picks for the players to watch. Um, Kounder, we're com coming to the end of the podcast. I think before we end off the thing, we've got to really talk about the WNBA. Um, so obviously, we, we've got our WNBA courtside show that we do with the Intabiseng Mushi and Letabo Nomalo, um, and we do that every week. The WNBA finals have been incredible. What have your thoughts been so far, Cyrus? Uh, I, th I think it's 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 been so breathtaking. Uh, game one uh, of the finals, the Chicago Sky really surprised me pleasantly. So when they beat uh, the favored uh, uh, Phoenix Mercury, Mercury Phoenix Mercury, because obviously. Everybody was expecting some sort of shakeup because uh, the floor general and WNBA GOAT, uh, <laughs> Diana Taurasi, yeah, yeah. was only operating at what people are calling 70%. So when they they, they, they they lost that game, I didn't expect that much of a blowout, but I think it was such a confident boost, confidence booster yep. for the 91-77. Then we had game two, which went into OT, Cyrus. That was yeah. the humdinger that I was expecting it to be. The the, the the Phoenix Mercury were not taking that game lying down, but the Chicago Sky were not ready to just give it to them. And that's what I love mm. to see, Cyrus. Uh, I know Tarasi yeah. didn't have the best of games. Uh, Skylar D Diggins-Smith still has to really, really show up. But but the, the other pieces, I mean, I, I expected a good game from Brittany Griner. It wasn't the best game, but uh, she, she, she showed up. And uh, on the Sky mm. side, Ali Quigley. Courtney Vandersloot, uh, CP3. Uh, and, and I am really, really, really liking Stephanie Dolson. <laughs> in, yeah. this, in this matchup, I'm a big Cyrus. fan of Stephanie Dolphin, Dolson. I'm like, wow, I almost called her Stephanie Dolphin. Stephanie Dolson. <laughs> she is looking really impressive out there on the floor, Cyrus. I'm, I'm, I'm really well, liking... When you win a gold medal at the Olympics uh, in the 3x3, you know, you've got to have some skill, you know. Absolutely. And and your favorite, Kalia Copper. Copper, sorry. Kalia yeah, Copper. Copper. That girl is out there. She's balling. She she's just balling. She's and, balling. and is it Azure Stevens? Am I am I pronouncing it right? Yeah, Azure, Azure Stevens. Stevens, yeah. Azure Stevens, that's Cyrus, it, that's she's it. also looking good because you need bigs to 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 to, to contest uh uh Brittany Griner. And Ooh, and I think yeah, BG Azure, Stephanie and, and Candace, they 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 they've got to show up. They've got to show up because otherwise, Bria, uh, Brittany Grant is going to own them. And, and that's just the, yeah. the, the beginning and end of it. But, but Cyrus, I am loving this 
this series. I hope it goes all the way to five games. That, that that's my that's my big Look, wish right now. It could potentially do that. I mean, uh, you know, as of the time of this recording, you know, we're we're tied one up in the series. Um, and going back to yep. Chicago, I think. For me personally, this this entire WNBA Finals has been spectacular. Just seeing these ladies do what they do best, they are incredible. And when you look at the teams battling it out, it's almost you know like a, a battle of two different philosophies. You're seeing uh, Sandy Brandello on the one side, James Wade on the other as the coaches, and they're really trying to out tactic and out maneuver each other. And what this guy did right in Game One, they didn't quite execute as well in Game Two in terms of their traps and and double teams and and really closing out the space around the ball handlers when they've got the ball in hand. Um, but then, you know, Phoenix really showed their, their, their skill, their ability to use their big stars. Uh, DT came really big in Game 2. And obviously, uh, Brittany Griner had a far bigger outing in Game 2 than she did in Game 1. But I think that everything turns on its head when they go to Chicago. And I do think this guy... Uh, they're my favorites for this, crazily, because I, I just feel that they've got more gas in the tank. They they are at home the next two games. And if they get those two games, that's it. They're champions. So, you know, I think the likes of Ali Quigley are going to be really important to the homestand. Uh, Courtney Vandersloot has been so, so sensational. She's just been incredible. She tied up the game to take it to OT loss uh, in, in game two. And she's she's just showed why you cannot write off people who are floor generals who read the game well i mean her dimes her dishes you know if she was dishing any better she'd have her own cooking show so i think that um you, you just have to keep watching this WNBA finals to see the the very best in women's basketball in action Sarah, I, I couldn't agree with you this more. is it the, the WNBA uh is showing us flames but good flames yeah yeah <laughs> all the way but uh, we're gonna have to leave it there um thanks so much Kay. and uh, yeah that's been the end of the post up podcast make sure that you keep listening to this we are bringing it to you every week as the nba season progresses we're going to be uh, carrying on giving you the best in nba entertainment as we talk about the game that we love in the league that really does dominate our hearts um Maybe I'm a bit soppy and a bit sappy when I say this stuff. But we are also available on the supersport.com platform. You can catch the Poster Podcast there. It's also available on Google Podcasts. Basically, wherever you like podcasts, you'll find us. Iono.fm, uh, you'll also find us there. So thank you for listening. Um, it's been real. From me, Cyrus Rogers, that's been Counter Chama. Uh, thank you for listening and, and just keep on supporting the Poster Podcast. Mm-hmm.